Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, Okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller Tongue. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Kumo Majesty 9 Solus TA91. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. You can go to TireRack.com slash damn. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Greetings, welcome inside, and happy Friday here on The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Rob Parker, in for Dan and the Danette today. Rob, happy Friday, man. Happy Friday to you, Jason. Good morning. How are you? Dude, I am awesome now. You know why? Because it's 6 a.m. and no Jets have gotten hurt today. So I am am doing just Uh, fine today. Not yet. You know, Yesterday, 6 a.m. on the West Coast. It's yeah. 9 a.m. Eastern, so somebody's probably hurt. They got hurt getting out of bed. Oh, dude, stop. What, why do you got to put that out in the atmosphere? Why are you going to put that out in the universe, man? Why do you do that to me? You know, oh. you know, you, you know how your team is. It just yeah. it, it happens, and it's unbelievable, to be honest. You know, I was in another life a Jets fan. I was such a, a football fan and a Jets fan as a kid and it's a true story, Jason. I would not, I, you know, you work in, I was a shoe salesman in a mall, a Queen Center Mall on Queens Boulevard in New York. And I went to my boss, Shelly Zimmerman, and I said, hey, Shelly, I don't work September through December during football seasons on, on Sunday. Like, I'm out. Don't put me on the schedule. I have to watch the Jets and the NFL on Sundays. You know, Working in the mall, you're supposed to work on the weekends, right? You can't yeah, take that's off. a it's a pretty big demand to make there. You know, as, as a shoe as salesman, as a 16 years old, 16, sure. 17 years old, that's what yeah. my demand was. And guess what? They allowed me to be off on Sundays during football season. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say they allowed me to be off on Sundays and every other day and during every the other week. Day, right? I mean, <laughs> most of the time, <laughs> that's what would have happened, but not in this case. They they understood. You know, like my dream of being a sports writer and, you know, being into sports. And they gave me that. Uh, I, I, I was always uh, very fortunate because uh, they allowed me to be off during those times. And were you, were you always trying to, you know, put give people shoes and, and talk sports with them too? 
Well, it was a children's shoe store, so I was trying to keep the kids from slobbering on my hand whenever I did their uh, shoe size, you know what I mean, on that machine, trying to figure out what size they were. Kids would normally tip their head down to look, and then slob would usually come out of their mouth. So I learned that pretty quick that I needed to move my hand. Oh, wow, well, that's, well, hey, you know what, that's a, being a quick learner, I'll tell there you. you Because I, I, you know... I, I don't – well, the certain things I know now when, when, when it comes to sports and it comes to my teams, right, is that when I get – because I turn my phone off every day and, or when I, when I go to bed because, still, you know, I don't know who's got my phone number, if there's a robocall that comes in or somebody from the East Coast wants to call me and they, they go, oh, well, it's 9 o'clock here. Yeah, it's 6 a.m. here. What? I just got to sleep like three and a half hours ago. What? 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 So I always turn my phone off. Whenever I turn my phone on in the morning, you know, you get that, that v, v, v from, you know, a couple of emails, a couple of voicemails that people call. But I always know whenever I get up and I turn my phone on and I hear all those messages, I'm going, oh, something happened with the Jets or the Mets, something or the Knicks. Something happened because that's not normal for me. I go, so what happened? What happened? I get, I, so I get up, I get on the phone, I get to Twitter right away, and I see the word Achilles trending, and I go, oh, no, is this Zach Wilson? Why am I saying that? I'm putting that on the atmosphere. I, I'm like, oh, my God. And I look, and I see it's Carl Lawson. I go, oh, come on, man, our best player, really? But then I understand that this is just how it goes. This is how it goes for the Jets. Certain teams, it's like you can't escape your identity and your reality and who you are. It's like no matter what it is, just can't escape it. Just it's just it's just, just you know start what? The, to you. the other part too, and and, and quickly, uh, as bad as the Jets have been, people forget I, the Rex Ryan era. Uh, people totally gloss over. I mean, they went to two straight AFC Championship games. Mark Sanchez has four road playoff wins. There was a a, a moment there where a window was open, but it seemed like it was 100 years ago. It's kind of weird when you talk about the Jets. Oh, every, everything seems like 100 years ago. Every, everything does. Everything like, oh, look how good we are. And now it's okay. Now we're recharged. We got a new quarterback and everything is good. Then you look up and you go, boy, Cam Newton's playing well and Mac Jones is playing well. I'm like, ah, okay. All right. So now we're, we're just, we're just right back where we started from. We're just hitting right back there in the middle. And it's, it's, it's very sobering because I usually want the Mets just to get me to the Jets season. Now I'm like, okay, now the Jets got to get me to the Knicks and that's in November. So that's a long way to go. So I'm like, Come on, tick, tick, tick. It's middle of August. You got to get me there before you fold, before you start losing all kinds of games, where I got to watch the Mets and the Dodgers last night, and the Mets can't hit seven relievers that the Dodgers put out there. Not one guy could they put runs on the scoreboard. I'm going, okay, okay, just, just get me to the next season. Just, just keep moving. Keep it moving. That's where I'm at. Uh, hey, and, and real quick on the Mets, this is not new. Chili Davis lost his job in May, if you remember. I mean, people mm-hmm. forget – They've been struggling offensively, and they did it with tape, glue, and mirrors early on. They got exceptional starting pitching. That's what allowed them to stay in the race. But their hitting has been terrible all year, and I'm, I'm not surprised. that. And then they had the, the worst task of facing the Dodgers and Giants 13 straight games. Oh, you know what I mean? Uh, a baker's tough. dozen. I mean, that's yeah. just, you're just not going to win. How are you going to win uh, <laughs> facing those two teams for 13 straight games? Not a yeah. good look. It's like war games, right? The only way to win is not to play. 
That, that's, that, that's how you do it. Well, if we don't show up, we can't lose. All right, that might be the right thing. Uh, Jason Smith, Rob Parker, in for Dan and the Dan. That's this morning. Uh, we got some baseball coming up later on in the show. Uh, we have Amy Dash, uh, Fox Sports 1 legal analyst, stopping by. A little bit less than a half hour to talk about all the latest developments involving Trevor Bauer. Could he come back to Major League Baseball after uh, the big headline yesterday? But we're getting set now for week two. Uh, in the NFL preseason. And, I, you know, Rob, the thing is, I like preseason football. I mean, I, I know that— So you're it, the it, guy. You're the oh, only I, one. I, you, don't, I don't, you don't like watching preseason can't, football? Can't watch it at all. Like, Why? I, I've what? watched it uh, because it was my job when I was a columnist in Detroit, and I would, you know, do Lions— preseason games but as a fan come on I'm, you're lying to me man it's the when you were the lions it was detroit there was there was no such thing as having to watch football in i detroit. had come to on. i mean no it's, i mean you know like for my to write a column off those games but i'm just saying if i had my choice i understand why the nfl you know ziggied one of the preseason games preseason football might be the worst thing i've ever seen it just isn't interesting and especially after you take out the few guys you do know, or if you don't play those guys, Jason, guys who have never played, it, it just it has to be for everything like you're playing for something or football is totally different. That's why the Pro Bowl doesn't work. That's why people won't watch it. They love football. They won't watch it because it's not real. Yeah, oh, I'm with you on the Pro Bowl. You know, all, a, a lot of all-star games and sports have seen their day, and it's come and gone. But I, I just like the fact that it's there. And, and, you can, and you talk about hope and who's looking good and who isn't. It's like a free month of not having stress. I mean, unless you wake up and find out your best player ruptures his Achilles, and then what, what are you going to do? Uh, but, you know, for the most part, it's a, month, it's a month of just, hey, you know what? Whatever happens, happens. Everything is still possible. And, and you, you know, you're going to have rookies that look good. You're going to have some people that don't look good. And if they don't look good, you just say, well, it's the preseason. What does it matter? Well, so, there you no. go. You just said it. That, that's the whole thing. If somebody doesn't play well, you can discount it and poo-poo it. And if somebody plays well, you, you build it up. And it's the same story, like, all the time about, oh, yeah, they got a chance. They've been saying that. We just brought up the Lions. People have been saying, okay, this is the year for the Lions. They got one playoff win since 1957. But I've heard year in and year out, oh, yeah, well, they got a new coach, and the general manager made these great picks and had a great draft, and, and this is going to be the year that Stafford turns it around. Not that he's there anymore, but, but that's what I've heard for decades. Like, oh, yeah, this is it. They, they got everything. They got all the pieces. And, and so people want to buy that and buy into it, and, I, and I'm not trying to knock people if that's how you – want to uh, conduct your life and feel good for a month, as you say, but it's kind of the same story all the time. So, so, you, so you're not dad, the, the whole Cam Newton, Mac Jones thing that's not interesting to you? None, none, none of that is? Well, none I, of all this stuff going on? That's different bet- between uh, you got two viable players, and most of the preseason is not filled with viable players. In this case, sure, this is a good storyline. I believe that Cam Newton should be the starting quarterback because if he's not, he probably shouldn't be on the Patriots. They went out. They, they made moves. They signed all these people. They spent more money, Jason, than you on a Saturday trip to the mall with your daughter. Okay? You know, like <laughs> they went out and spent money. And remember, their, their personnel was thin. And they still went, won seven games last year. And, and Cam, you know, had COVID. And, you know, like things. And, and five or six, how was it, five starters opted out because of COVID. I mean, so they were thin and still won seven games, and they went out and shored up this team. And I just think, 
not that Mac Jones is in the future, but if you got a guy like Cam, you got this team and you're trying to make that next step, I think Cam should be the starter until he plays some games and proves that he can't play anymore. I, that, that's how I look at it. See, I'm on the other side. I, I, this is, I think this is a fixed quarterback competition that we know what the outcome is going to be. All right, now, it's going to wind up being Mac Jones, and it's going exactly how the Patriots thought Mac it was going Jones to go. Win. Wait, and at how the start they start the season? He's going to start the season as wow. Patriots quarterback. Let's right? bet you. I'll bet you wings he doesn't. Uh, you you know how many wings you owe me from the last no, few bets I don't you made? Owe you wings. You owe me like fifty wings. You owe me like fifty wings. We we bet. I just I have my Rob Parker wing uh, counter that available. I can go look it up in my book, and I am like plus fifty. I'm like plus fifty in the ledger. I think you owe a lot of people wings. What? No, you know? I've been beat, win, winning most of these wing bets. But go ahead. I'm you're, just you're, that, you know, you're that guy in, in the movies when they look for you, you go, where's Rob Parker? And they go, oh, you know, he's racked up a lot of wing bets across town. Wouldn't be surprised if something happened to the guy. He's, he owes a lot. You know? he has, and they don't roll over. It's, it's, I don't know. I, I don't know. They get a lot of people upset, man. People come looking for Rob Parker. Uh-oh. I don't see him that often anymore. <laughs> well, let's put this one on the record, okay? Let's okay. just bet 20 wings and a large Diet Coke for me, whatever beverage you like. All 20 right. wings. I say, Cam Newton, let's get this recorded, and, and we'll hang on to this, okay? Cam Newton will be the starter, not Mac Jones. All right. Well, let me tell you why I'm going to be now up 70 in the wing column, and you're going to completely disappear every time I text you or call you, right? So they, get, they keep Cam Newton because they have to, because you don't know how it's going to go in the draft, and they get Mac Jones, right? Now, so Mac Jones shows up, and clearly the media and the fans all think it's Tom Brady. All think they got Tom Brady again. Oh, his intangibles are so good. Oh, look at the way he throws the ball. Yes, because uh, 15 teams passed on the next Tom Brady, and you guys got him at 15. Okay, but... They clearly wanted to go in this direction at quarterback, right? You don't take a guy in the first round unless you're ready to replace the guy you have. So what? how is this battle unfolding, right? Last night, they both play well, right? Cam goes 8 out of 9 for 103 yards perfect. and a touchdown. Cam was perfect with a touchdown. Right. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I don't he know was good. what no, he, he was last good. Okay. Mac Jones was good, right? Mac Jones is 13 out of 19. Mac 146 yards. Yeah, he was. Mac Jones is pretty good too, and Mac Jones played a lot more than than Cam Newton did. Now this is how it's going, right? Is that here's how it's all? I think it's a fixed competition. Cam Newton's out there, and all camp. What have we heard from Belichick? Well, Cam's our guy, but when Mac is ready, then we're then we're going to make that decision on Mac, right? Not Cam's our guy in the beginning, and then you know if he plays great, he's going to be our start. So when Mac is ready, he's our guy, right? Not not when he's ready. So it really doesn't matter what Cam Newton does. When Mac Jones is ready, he's the guy. So all through training camp, they've been kind of splitting the role, split, splitting the. the the reps with the ones, but Cam Newton's been starting because all it's all of season has been, you know, Cam's the guy for now. And then Mac. So Mac Jones is now able to assimilate to life in the NFL and be able to go through all the practices and get ready and get all the reps and play the bulk of the time in the games, pretty much under the radar because as much as though, who is he playing? But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. All he's got to do is show that I'm ready to play. I'm not throwing up on myself. I'm not missing the checkdowns. I'm not, you know, throwing three interceptions. 
I'm not trying to force the ball where it should be. All he's got to do, and this is why he's getting the bulk of the playing time in the preseason, is to show that, okay, let me see that you can handle this responsibility. And every week, he is playing fine. There's nothing I've seen from Mac Jones last night, last week, that tells me, boy, the guy's not ready. He needs some time. He needs to sit. He needs to, you know, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't get it quite yet, and he needs some time to, to be able to ease into that role a little bit more and see what life in the NFL is. So every week it's going, Cam Newton's playing a little bit, Mac Jones is playing a lot, and he's doing it outside the spotlight. And this is exactly what you want because you don't want every day for him to learn to be the starting quarterback with an announcement of, hey, Mac Jones is great, he's our guy. Because then every day at practice, how do you feel, Mac? Is it pressure? You're replacing Tom Brady. All these things. So now he's able to learn out of that. So as long as he plays well, he's got one more week, right? And and he's going to play well then because he's played well so far. And like like four or five days before the season starts, boom, it's going to be Mac Jones as our quarterback. And then clearly he's got to answer the questions. He's now the starting quarterback, but he's been able to go through the entirety of training camp without having to worry about the the the, the burden of being the number one QB. And this is exactly how the Patriots thought it would go, and this is was their plan from the beginning. We'll let Cam out there. You know, Cam's done this all the way through. And if Mac Jones is terrible, we can go with Cam for a bit. But clearly, Mac Jones is playing. So you're taking Belichick at his word because he said when Mac is ready, he's the guy. And clearly, Mac Jones is showing that, hey, I'm going to be ready sooner rather than later. Yeah, I, I mean, if you're worried about your quarterback, uh, you know, worried about answering a few questions about being a starting quarterback. He was drafted in the first round. I mean, he knows he's going to play eventually. He wasn't drafted in the ninth round or, or anything. He was drafted in the first round. He knows he eventually is going to have that job. I just don't think that Belichick and them are going to make that. They have a chance to make noise, make the playoffs. They weren't that far off. And before you give up on a former MVP quarterback – you got to make sure that he can't play. And and it's not like he's making $15 million and you can't get rid of him. I just don't see how Cam stays there once he's not the starter. Uh, Bill Belichick has great respect for Cam. All he's done is talk up Cam the entire time. I don't know how healthy he was a year ago. I know he had COVID. I know at one point the Patriots looked like they were doing something. I remember that game in Seattle that they could have easily won. It, it might have changed their fortune. If you remember, he got stopped at the one-yard line, which uh, doesn't happen often. But my point is, I'm not convinced that Mac Jones is, is the starter on game one, uh, day one. Will he be the starter this season? Absolutely, at some point, unless the Patriots start 4-0 or 5-0 or Cam is playing good or great or whatever you want to say. So I'm just not there with you, and I don't understand uh, the logic behind if he's that guy and he's playing so great and wowing everybody in practice and everybody on the team knows it, th- th- then what's the, wh- what are you hiding? Who are you, who are you trying to protect? If he's that guy, you could say he's going to be our quarterback. It's just that simple. Yeah, and, and they took him in the first round to do this, right? I mean, he's going to take over for Cam, right? They knew when you I just say he he's drafted, not going to do it opening day. That's what I'm gonna, trying to tell you. When he's ready, he's ready, right? And you don't want to give up a rookie season on a quarterback by putting him in at some point when either the season you're behind the eight ball or you're worried about him. You, you want to give him as much chance as possible because you don't want to – 
burn a rookie quarterback's contract, right? This is why you know, the Jets with Zach Wilson are doing the right thing. Let's give them all the reps and get them ready. And you look at, at, at Justin Fields, oh, he's still with the twos. You look at Trey Lance, he's still with the twos. What, what are you doing if you're those teams? You know, you, you, got, you want to make sure your guy gets reps and gets ready as he can. Get, they get bulk of playing time. They're able to do all these things. This is kind of how it's going in New England. He's going to take over. So at some point, Cam's not going to be the quarterback, and it's going to be with a lot of playing time to go in the season. So what does it matter if it's week one or if it's week three? Because it's not going to be where, where Mac Jones is going to sit till week eight, week nine, and suddenly, okay, now we're going to go make this decision. If they're 5-0, and oh, you think Mac Jones is going in? I think they'd be 5-0 and oh with Mac Jones. No, I'm asking you. If, if Cam played and they were 5-0 and oh to start the season, is Mac Jones going in? If Cam is not playing well, yes. If they're getting by on defense and running the football, I'm asking you, saying he plays well enough to to oh, take them to five and zero. If Cam Newton is playing great, yeah, he'll still be the quarterback until they lose or start losing. But that's okay. you're going on that he's named the starter and that he plays well all no, the I'm way just through. Saying, I don't I don't think it's automatic if the guy gets off to a great start and they start to win. And he starts, if you don't want that to happen and it's all about Mac, you don't even give Cam that opportunity. That's my point, is that you don't even give him that opportunity. You just say, Mac's the starter regardless. We got a good defense. We got a good offense. We're going to win games with Mac. And you just go that route. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like... A lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. 
like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Now, someone who's not feeling good is LeBron James. There was a big poll that went out from ESPN uh, earlier this offseason, and they talked to 10 different NBA scouts and executives uh, and said, hey, who do you think the best player is in the NBA? Of those 10, zero voted for LeBron James. Rob Parker was not asked to be part of this poll. Zero of them voted for LeBron James. The five votes were split evenly between Giannis and KD. Uh, No votes for LeBron, who saw this story get reported. He puts out on social media, thank you, as if I didn't need more to gas me up. Uh, Hashtag washed king. So this is another instance of LeBron going, okay, you didn't like Russell Westbrook coming. You didn't like this. You know, It's all fuel for us. We're ready to go. Oh, now this, this is more fuel for me. And now LeBron is going to use this to motivate him during the season. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know who's got to break this to, to LeBron. As, as great as he still is, Rob, and doing things at 36 and still being a dominant-type player, reinventing himself as the main ball handler for the Lakers, winning a championship there. I mean, it's amazing what he's accomplished. But I, I don't know that there's anybody that walks around and still thinks LeBron is the best player in the league or he's even in, still in the top two or the top three of the league. No, no doubt about it. And for him to be all worked up and get his panties in a bunch. Oh, I can't believe they didn't say I'm the great. Dude, this is year 19. Hello, Jason, is this microphone on LeBron's been hurt two of the last three years in L.A.? Am I, am I lying? Am, am I making that up? He's been no, hurt he's two been hurt. of the three yeah. years. Guess what year he wasn't hurt? The, <coughs> excuse me. The year they had four months off because of the pandemic. That was a year he didn't get hurt. How in the world can he sit there and not think that KD, who if he wore a size 14 instead of a 17, would have eliminated the Bucs in the playoffs? Remember with that ill-fated three that would have won the game instead of sending it into overtime? And, uh, you know, Giannis just won an NBA Finals and got over his, his bugaboo hitting 17 out of 19 free throws to, to, close, to close out the championship. Um, so, no, he's not the best player. Those two guys clearly are better, and I can understand why people voted for either one. I would take KD because, to me, Jason, it would come down to if you need a basket at the end, who would you feel more comfortable getting it, KD or Giannis? I'm going with KD. 
Yeah, KD would get KD would get you, and he's clear. Look, these guys are both honestly, and this is the interesting part about this topic is that both of these guys and other guys I would take ahead of LeBron are all basically LeBron at different phases of his career, right? Like Giannis, right now, he's Heat LeBron. Right, like he's LeBron. Like he came in because Giannis is really LeBron light. Like here's a guy that came in, all kinds of physical talent. He's in a smaller market. Can he put it all together? Can you get all the the right uh, ingredients around him? And you had enough right ingredients in a year in which look every star player got hurt. So you, there is a you know got to take that with a grain of salt. But here's Giannis, who hey he finally breaks through, just like LeBron broke through when he won the title with the Heat. And KD is like post Cavs LeBron, where okay. I I've done everything, and now I can go do whatever I want to do the rest of my career, right? I, I, won, I, 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 was the, I was the best player in the league for a while. I finally went. I validated myself by winning titles. I won, was in three finals. I won twice. I was the finals MVP in both of them. Now I can go do what I want to. He goes to the Nets. I'm, I'm now the best Olympic player in basketball history after leading the team to the gold medal a couple of weeks ago. So it's like they're both in certain LeBron-type parts of their career where Giannis is heat LeBron. LeBron, KD is post-Cavs LeBron, but the bottom line is both of these guys, and I'll, I'll give you some other guys in a couple minutes, are both just more dynamic than LeBron is now, right? Like LeBron is, is, still, a, is, is still a fantastic player, right? Still one of the top players in the league, but he's not a guy that's going to go 40, 17, and 12 anymore like he used to in his peak, like we've seen KD do and like Giannis does on an almost regular basis, right? Whenever it came down to, all right, well, we know LeBron can just take this game over and, and on a night where it's not going well for his team or it's a playoff night where, you know, the bench isn't coming through and, and the other starters are missing. It's one of the, okay, this is where I got to go 40, 15, and 12. He doesn't do that anymore. He just, he just can't. And, and with the Lakers, what are you seeing now? They bring him in to win. Okay, LeBron coming in wasn't enough. Let's add one of the best players in the league in, in, in AD. So Anthony Davis comes in. They win a title. Last year, they're both hurt. It doesn't work. What happens now? Let's add another big-time, strong, ball-dominant player in Russell Westbrook. So you, you, the, the more you can't say, all oh, LeBron is still great, but it's the, mo- the more great players that they keep having to add to LeBron now. So, I mean, I, I get that he's using this as motivation, but I, this is something that seems like it's, it's pretty evident to everybody. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you, and the Lakers know it. And when you sign up for LeBron, you know you're going to gut your team and do whatever you can to try to win because his window keeps closing. But LeBron, every time he makes these proclamations and, like, he pushes back on, on NBA America and uh, you'll pay for this and uh, this will be my motivation, he doesn't win. We've, we've heard these before, you know. Uh, you know, the Miami, not two, not three, not four, not you remember that? It didn't mm-hmm. happen. A couple years ago when he came back uh, uh, from his injury with the Lakers and, and he had all the young guys and he's like, hey, playoff mode activated. You remember that? And then mm-hmm. they lost to like the Bulls and the Knicks and all these bad teams and didn't make the playoffs. Uh, so, so I've seen this act by LeBron and it doesn't always work. Most of the time it doesn't work. And he doesn't have to – why does he even have to feel compelled to do that? Go out and play. So what if other people don't like your roster? Go out and play and, and make it happen. And if you do, then you could say, hey, you were wrong. But if not, uh, I don't think you'll bring it up and go, hey, you know what? When you guys said that this team was old and that uh, Russell Westbrook doesn't fit and whatever, you were right. Have we ever heard that stuff? we ever heard a player do that? Never. <laughs> <laughs> the only time they say something 
is when it works out in their favor, but I've never yet heard a player go, you know what, you were right. That that uh, <laughs> team we put together in Miami, we didn't win seven championships in a row like I thought. We only won two out of four, and if it wasn't for Ray Allen saving our bacon in one of those, we would have been one in three. Yeah, but still, that was a success. I mean, the, you no, know, that the was a failure. That was oh, you kidding? Two? Really? That was they a went failure to four in straight Miami. finals and won two. That's, that's it's not about going, Jason. Are how you is trying that, to get in the a... Playboy Mansion or stand out front? Which one are you they, doing? Okay, I I got in four times and I had a great time twice. I take that. That's got that's you. That's no, you I'm trying to get in. in. I mean, that is Marv Levy, the greatest NFL coach. You went to the Super Bowl four years in a row. Is that Marv Levy was a success in Buffalo? Going to the Super Bowl? Yes yeah, or no? Yes, that's a success. Going to the no, Super Bowl? No, it's not. Losing four Super Bowls in a row is dubious. That ain't okay. a success. Okay, but ask people, well, in, going both, to ask four people finals. in Buffalo. But, 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 the, but the Heat won twice. How is that not a success? You go they to the finals the in a row and win twice? They had the best team easily. How did they lose to a Dallas team with one star? Go look at the also-rans that were on that team. They should have beat Dallas. You know they should have. And oh, they, they should. Look, should they have won more? Yeah, but I can't sit back and say a team that won two out of four finals is a fa- In what world is that a failure for anybody? Any the, team that in, goes to in four the, finals in any sport and wins two? If the Patriots go to four straight Super Bowls under Cam Newton right now, right? You, you like Cam for the starting job. If they go to four straight Super Bowls and win two, is that a failure? No, because it wasn't the assembly. LeBron put together a super team of three players drafted in the same draft and demolished the Eastern Conference and had it all set up for him. When he was on that stage, Jason, talking about not two, not three, he meant it. They really believed they were going to win all these championships because they have had stacked the deck in his favor. Everybody knows that, and it didn't turn out. He didn't do anything special. Winning three in a row like Shaq and Kobe and a couple other teams, that would have put them in special air. Winning two out of four did not separate them from the pack. That's why I'm saying for, for the standards that were set and the players assembled, it was a failure. It didn't work to be what people thought it would be. All right, well, then how, is, how, do you, how do you hate Tom Brady then? The guy's he's got, got seven rings. I don't hate rings. Tom Brady. How do, you, how do you say he's he's got seven rings? All he's done is win. Okay, he's lost twice, but he's won seven out of I mean, seven out of ten. How, how does how how is that a, how is that then? I oh, mean, Tom I, Brady is the, Tom Brady's the most accomplished quarterback in the NFL. My point is, he hasn't won. They give him credit as if he's won every Super Bowl, and it's all about him. You know, the early Super Bowls were about defense and about Adam Vinatieri. And, and yes, has he played well in spots? When they beat the Rams a couple years ago, Tom Brady didn't throw any touchdowns in that, uh, in that game. So let's not make it like Tom Brady's the reason that they always win. He's been on the team, and he's been a big contributor, but he's not the only reason. When that defense shut down the, the St. Louis Rams, the greatest show on turf, and held them to 13 points or whatever it was in the Super Bowl, that was unbelievable. Or when the, the, the defense shut out the Falcons, who were up 28-3, to shut them out in the second half. Those are things that, that changed the Super Bowl. That's all I'm saying. And he lost to Eli Manning twice. How could you be the GOAT if Eli beat you twice? He's got four Super Bowl MVPs. He was the MVP in four of those games. Four times he was. I mean, and how does he go from if it's all the Patriots, he leaves them, they go under 500, the new team he goes to wins a Super Bowl. 
Was I mean, that, that defense that, unbelievable? Did, did you watch Tom Brady in the second half of the Green Bay Packers game? It was it was rough. Yes, it okay, was rough. Okay, you're talking uh, about the, one the half. The defense of held Patrick Mahomes to to zero points in a Super Bowl. And you're gonna tell me it's all about Tom Brady? But, but if, I'm if asking you if he's the common ingredient in all these wins. How can you not give him the credit for being that great? I'm not saying he doesn't deserve some credit. Not all credit. That's all I'm saying, Jason. Not all, right, all now, the credit. All right, let, let me bring it back to a super team then, okay? So if, if, it's, if, if, if it's about a team. The Dodgers won the World Series a year ago, right? Okay, let's just say now, because they're the team that, that's assembled. They're assembled to win. They get all the players. They make the trade for Trey Turner. They make the, the big deal for him, him and Max Scherzer. If the Dodgers go to the next four World Series and they win two out of four, is that a failure? No, because they hadn't won in 30 years. No, Le- LeBron's situation is totally different. The Dodgers hadn't won one since uh, 1988. So now, if they were to win, it, it's, it, I don't look at it as a failure. But I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and glorify what the Miami Heat did when they were supposed to win. They had the team. LeBron went to eight straight NBA Finals. That, that you you think that going is is enough and not winning? To Le- LeBron James has lost more NBA Finals than any other former regular season MVP in the history of the NBA. I don't want to hang my hat on that. But he's won four. I mean, he's, he's not Marv Levy. You know, the guy, if the guy didn't win, I'd say, okay, you know, yeah, the guy gets there, but there's got to be something is the reason why he can't win. But if you go more, say you lose more times than you won, that's okay, but he still won four. I, I'm not. No one's saying he's not a great player. I, I, Jason, I don't want you to think I'm saying that. He's won four championships. Obviously, he's one, he's ranked for me the second greatest player. He has a lot of numbers. It's, it's, it's hard to deny he could wind up being the all-time leading scorer. There's a lot of things that he did. But uh, I, when I look at some of the greats to me, and I look at GOATs, I look at Michael Jordan. I look at Joe Montana. I, those guys, to me, resonate more when you talk about excellence in the big moments. So the, the going to a finals is, 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 is very little value for you if, if either you go and you win or, and getting there doesn't matter? No, because you if, if you tell me going there 10 years in a row and not winning doesn't do anything for me. Okay, it's about but, winning. I always but all say these guys are talking about have won. But all yeah, these but, guys have won. No, but Marv Levy's a Hall of Fame coach, and you're telling me that that was a success in Buffalo? I don't know how losing four in a row, forget about going four times in a 40-year career, but losing four in a row is a success? I, I don't see it that way. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? along with my fellow pro bowler, T.J. Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up on game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up on Game with me, LeVar Arrington, T.J. Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from.
This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find. That's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Joining us now on the hotline for more on the NFL, senior NFL reporter, lead content strategist for Monday Morning Quarterback, it's Albert Breer. You can follow him on Twitter at Albert Breer. Good morning, Albert. How's it going? What's happening? Good morning, guys. How you doing? We're feisty uh... and we're fighting already, so it's a good day. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we, we were fighting well, hopefully, over which hopefully, of, hopefully i can do hopefully i can instigate some more of that we were fighting over which of your tweets we like the most that's the way that's oh, we were well fighting. i mean there's a lot of there's, there's a lot of contenders so i don't blame you guys <laughs> how's your uh, training camp tours going it's good i mean it's pretty much it's close to over now i mean i i um you know try to get to as many teams as i can really like the value in it for me is just seeing people um you know so 
I've gotten through 21 teams. I'll see a few more next week. Uh, yeah, but for the most part, it's over, and it's been good. Um, it's been good. You know, I, I, uh, you know, it's always good to get out there and kind of, um, you know, get I think the temperature for the league and um, lots of inter- interesting conversations. And um, you know, p- planning it is actually an enormous, enormous pain and the logistics of it, um, I've become like an expert on, you know, making those puzzle pieces fit together. But it's definitely worth it in the end. To help me out in New England, I, I think Cam should start. Uh, if he's not starting, why would he even be on that team? And I think Mac Jones's day will come. But I think with all the moves the Patriots made, a lot of guys, st- four or five starters were missing for, from COVID last year. They still won seven games. I would start Cam – See if this team has any legs, if he has anything left. And then if not, you make that move. I don't see it the other way. How do you see it, Albert? Yeah, well, I think there are two pieces of like nuance here that uh, you know, I think a lot of people are missing. The first thing is, first-round quarterbacks normally go to bad teams, uh, more often than not for obvious reasons. Um, and this year, that's not really the case. Um, all, you know, if, I mean, yes, the Jaguars and the Jets, um, are rebuilding, and they'll be going with their guys from the start. Um, but, you know, if you look at the other three teams, the Bears, the Niners, and the Patriots, all three of those teams have been in the playoffs recently. Two of those three teams have been in the Super Bowl recently. So the dynamic's a little different in those three spots because of that. And then I think the other thing that you sort of have to pay attention to, notwithstanding what happened in Miami last year, um, normally if you put your first-round quarterback on the field, that's it you're not going back, you know? And so I think that that's an important piece of nuance to set this up too. And that if they go with Cam, they can switch to Mac. If they start with Mac, you know, I think chances are you've got to ride it out. Um, all the ups and downs that you might have to go through the rookie quarterback. So that's why I think you're probably right, Rob, that they, they give it a shot with Cam and see what it looks like. And Cam, to his credit, looked better last night. Um, you know, I thought his presence in the pocket was much improved. And I don't know, what happened over the last week, but it looked a lot better. Um, yeah, I think the real question with Cam is going to be what he's got left as a runner. Um, and I think it's a real question um, because nobody's played the position the way he's played it for as long as he's played it. Um, and his body's taken a lot of abuse. And so the Patriots aren't going to put him out there and have him running around in the preseason. So I, my, my guess is we don't get answers on it until we get to the regular season. But if he can be the runner, something close to the runner that he was in Carolina, and I think it's a real question whether or not he can do that, you know, then I think you're talking about a guy who can juice an already really good running game and looks like he's you know, better as a passer than he was last year. And you give that a shot, like you said, and if it doesn't work, then I think you've got a young quarterback in Mac who you've at least given a few weeks to kind of digest the offense a little bit and adjust the NFL a little bit more. And there's lots of a chance that you're going to go through, um, in that scenario, an elongated, bumpy period. So I look at the whole thing, and I just think, you know, for all three of the teams that have, um, you know, that, that, that took quarterbacks after the first two, um, there's a likelihood that they start the season with the veteran, knowing that the escape hatch of going to the rookie is going to be there for them. All right, Albert, elsewhere in New England, you know, a lot of headlines made this week. Uh, you talked about some potential successors to Bill Belichick in New England, and you had the name Bill O'Brien come up, and it was, oh, my goodness, Bill O'Brien, he would get there and trade everybody. Uh, when, huh. when you look at what's next for the Patriots, like how feasible would it be for Bill O'Brien? Would he be at the top of the list? Take us through that a bit. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, here's what I would say. I, I, I start here. I don't think Bill Belichick is going anywhere for a while. Like, so I think it's going to be a few years before this is a, a serious question that we have to answer. Um, here's the other thing. Would Bill O'Brien be a bigger reclamation project now than Bill Belichick was in 2000? I mean, it's easy to forget like what Bill Belichick's reputation was uh, coming out of Cleveland. And even, you know, as he started to, to rebuild his stock as an assistant with the Patriots and then the Jets, um, there were questions, you know, is he really a head coach? Um, you know, can he manage an entire team? Everybody knew he was a great defensive coach, but there were a lot of questions about that. You know, and so, you know, I think what that the decision to hire him in 2000 came down to was Patriots ownership having real faith that he was the right guy. And I know they think very highly of Bill O'Brien. I think Bill O'Brien's really smart. Bill O'Brien won with some mediocre quarterbacks um, before they got Deshaun Watson, you know, and then helped develop Deshaun Watson. Um, and, you know, I think if you look at his track record just as a coach, I'm like, let's take the other part out of it. Just as a coach, I think he's been pretty good. And now he's going to go coach for Nick Saban in Alabama. So, you know, I just look at, like, the different pieces here. And, yeah, he made some really questionable personnel decisions. There's no defending that. But if you just look at him as a coach in a vacuum, I, like, his track record is a lot better than a lot of other people's, including, you know, what I think Bill Belichick's track record was back in 2000. So the idea he could resurface as an NFL coach, NFL head coach isn't crazy to me at all. And I do think that there are still people in New England who have worked with him who have believed in him. Hey, Albert, I want to ask you about Sean McVay because he has loaded up the Matthew Stafford basket uh, and just ran it and raved. He's the Messiah. And uh, they better go to a Super Bowl. Uh, Jason, we're talking about failure. I mean, the the talk about uh, Matthew Stafford and what Sean has done, has he – put a lot of pressure on Stafford because anything less than going to a Super Bowl will not get it done for the Rams because he's been made out to be the missing piece. This is a guy who's played 12 years, and I watched Matthew Stafford from day one, as you know, in Detroit for a long time, but who hasn't won a playoff game or a division in 12 years in the NFL. Is this, are we going to find out about Matthew Stafford and about Sean McVay? I mean, there's pressure on everybody there, don't you think? <laughs> you know, I mean, like I – I look at the I look at the roster and kind of where they're at. Um, they don't have first round picks for the next two years, um, and if you look at the core, um, the the guys who've sort of made up the top level of that roster, you know, it's Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Andrew Whitworth, Matthew Stafford. All of those guys are either right in the heart of the prime of their careers or on the back end, right? So. You look at that, yeah, it's to the fact, you know, structured their salary cap in a, in a win-now sort of way, and they've sold off some of their future draft picks to make this roster what it is. And, you know, I think that pressure on, on everyone in that building. The Stafford's part of that, you know. So it's a team that's kind of invested very much in, 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 in the here and the now. That doesn't mean they don't have a prep plan for tomorrow, but they're very, very invested in the here and now. And, you know, I think, you know, Sean, as much as anything else, is very cognizant of the psychology of his team. And, you know, I think he's preparing them for what's coming. And what's coming is there's going to be pressure on you to win. And, you know, for the first time in a while, like, that franchise, like, 
they may be in a spot that, you know, like say like a New England or a Pittsburgh or one of those, you know, one of those sorts of teams um, has been in for a long time. Is you lose a couple of games in a row and the sky's falling, you know. Yeah. So I think one of the reasons why Sean's, you know, talking the way he is, is in addition to being really, really confident in the group, I think is to prepare them for what's ahead. And what's ahead for them is you know, a lot of pressure on them to win right now. Based on the the construct of their of their of their roster, Albert Breer with us here on the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith, Rob Parker, in for Dan today. Uh, Albert, I know you were just at uh, Bucks camp. Uh, did did you see the the Antonio Brown situation? The the helmet yanking yeah. the punch. I actually, unfortunately, guys, uh, fan of I, I like camp fights. I'm not like the coaches uh, for pooing it. I. I have a, I have a great time out there watching those. Uh, so unfortunately, <laughs> I was uh, I, I I actually was there the wrong day. I think the oh. Thursday, and I was there on Wednesday, so I just missed it by a day. All right. Well, with with all the fallout I, of that, I, you, you guys you guys are in the media too. Everybody loves a good camp fight, right? Oh sure, oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it, it breaks up. And when, when's that first camp? Okay, now we can talk about it. Uh, you know, <laughs> seeing what what you were able to glean there. You know, as far as Antonio Brown went, fight notwithstanding, you said he looks like he's really hitting his stride and playing well. And the Patriots may be not one of those teams where hey, they got to the top of the mountain this year. They're coming down. You think maybe they got another gear in them for this season? Yeah, and I know like that they feel like you know there's a lot of things that came together at the end of last year that might have another step in them. You know what I mean? Like um, you know the way the pieces on the offensive line came together, the way the um, you know they had a lot of new pieces last year. They had they were you know playing some young guys in key spots, and um, you know I I think the, having gone through the experience of last year for them and seeing where. Um, at the end of November, you know, and that was a team like we were all asking questions about them before they really took off. And so, you know, I think rightfully so, like they look at it and say to themselves, we were just kind of hitting our stride when we got in a roll and won the Super Bowl. And, you know, if you look around at the roster and the ages of the guys in the roster, now they're older guys too, and, you know, you got to monitor that. But, you know, I think that they feel like their older guys can maintain, if their older guys can maintain, there are a group of young players that really could help kind of that group find another gear. And so it was really interesting watching and talking to them about the way, you know, and it's not just Brady, but like JPP on defense, the way guys that, that are there that have won championships are kind of regulating that place right now and making sure that no one gets complacent. And I mean, the way that the veteran players have like kind of their foot on the throat of the young players to make sure nothing slips. It's a really, really impressive operation right now. The, and again, like, you know, we're only going to get to see it for another two or three years because of the age of some of the guys in the, on, the, on the roster. But I mean, for right now, I mean, it looks like a machine, you know, and I, I, I just, yeah, go ahead. I, Albert, I just can't, I, when you, there were seven and five and they got it going were bad teams that they played. I mean, go look at the end of the season when they got right, and then they got in the playoffs and things worked out for them, and they won. I'm not going to take that away. But they beat the Lions a couple times, Atlanta. I mean, at the right. end when Tom Brady put up, go look at who they beat the but last yeah, five yeah, games. And, and it I wasn't impressive. Rob, I understand that. I understand that, but you only play who you're playing, and they felt like they were starting to play really well. 
And like, what do you see in the play? Look, look who they beat in the playoffs. They're Washington. Tom Brady threw three three interceptions at Green Bay. Uh, Drew Brees threw three interceptions for our New yeah, Orleans. Here we go again. Here I mean, we I go. can just go on and on and on here before I'm ready to crown them. Like they're going <laughs> to run off know. three championships. I mean, that was a really good Packers team, and and Brady didn't play perfect in that Packers game. And I think Brady threw a couple interceptions of his own, and they were able to overcome that, you know? All right, we need another time, Albert, so me and you can go at it. We don't have time. (laughs) I got to get you on the odd couple. All right, thank you. Hey, Rob, 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 I'll get some homework for you. Look at the roster and find where there's a – Find where there's a hole for me on that roster. Find, no, I, go, hey, go, they go got a good. Find where there's like a problem on that roster. They got a good team, but they also beat uh, the Chiefs, who had a decimated offensive line. I'm That's everything fair. worked for them. That's the all water I'm boy is bad. I don't like the water boy. They didn't just beat the Chiefs; they crushed the Chiefs. I mean, that was like. I, like that's the thing about it. Like, and I, the offensive line thing is valid. I mean, like that was the Chiefs' offensive line being what it was, not having their tackles for the Super Bowl. It's a major deal. Any team would suffer from that. That said, I mean, they kicked the Chiefs in the teeth. Like that was like a beat down. Like the level of, I mean, like, we, like when I was growing up, like all the Super Bowls were bad games, right? Like, like that was like a late '80s, early '90s, like. <laughs> NFC on AFC style, like, just beat down. He's on Twitter at Albert Breer. That is at Albert Breer. Albert, as always, thanks a bunch for stopping thanks, by. Buddy. Appreciate, Appreciate it, man. We'll it. talk to you soon. All right, thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.